0: Learn more at marines.com. Want to go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> and welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 260 of The Big Show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wacky Wednesday. Hump Day Wednesday, folks. We're almost there. Weekend is around the corner. Uh, well, guys, what's happening? Thanks for tuning in. Um, Yeah, another late one here on Tuesday night. Uh, it is now almost 10 o'clock at night before I decided to start recording. Um, going to be completely honest, a uh, little under the weather today. Um, my wife has been, I was saying last episode, my wife's been basically sick for a month, but uh, I think I've kind of started to finally catch what... Catch something anyway So kind of uh, when I got home from work I sort of uh, kind of slept the night away A little bit here But uh, yeah I'm sure everybody tuned in to hear about my uh, My issues but uh, um, I wasn't going to record anything And then I was just uh, I was just like ah fuck it you know why not We'll throw something out there Um, I had put out on social media earlier today um, It was kind of Just a fun little thing I was kind of like top five uh, um, Hockey movie tough guys you know, how we like to do the lists around here and, um, yeah, so I'll kind of do that here at the end, but, uh, so I, what do I always say on these? Uh, I'm not going to talk for long today, so, um, I really won't though, but, um, I kind of have a funny little, uh, McSorley talking story, uh, you know, and some general musings if you will, but, um, Yeah. Other than that, I didn't want to see, I didn't want to let the people down. I'm here for the people. It's the people's podcast. I'm, I'm, I won't let you down. Well, I might let you down, but I'll, you know, I'll, I will do it through content. <laughs> um, but, uh, before I kind of get rolling, um, I said, I'm a member of the hockey podcast network, over 50 shows in the network, all the NHL teams. There's a, sh- uh, have shows in the network. So, uh, whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. And of course we got, uh, Alec over there at the 5 for Fighting Podcast. But he's out on job sites, and I don't know what he's doing out there. I am supposed to record something with him, but I don't know, He never phones. I don't know what's going on. It's a real, I don't know, just shitstorm over there. Although his uh, his uh, video clips that he's putting out there are getting lots of traction from Spit and Chiglets and all the other news, outsour- uh, news sources out there with his double East Coast Hockey League, double KO... Uh, videos and stuff. Interesting. It's yeah, the East Coast, You could have maybe used the publicity East Coast League. Ah, uh, you know how that is. Oh, fools. But go to YouTube and uh, look up the fight for Fighting podcast. As I said, Alec has revamped the channel after being shut. His original channel being uh, uh, shut down by YouTube. Uh, he is. Started a new one. So uh, go search it out. Hit the subscribe button. You know, we'll try to get his subscribers back and uh, and basically he has sent letters to the East Coast League to to, uh, The flow sports that does the internet Whatever the internet TV broadcast rights to the East Coast League Um, He's gotten a few responses. Of course, they're measly you know, whatever um, but I actually think, um, you know, from talking to Alec and the stuff that he's put out there, I think it's actually more of a flow sports issue than it is an East Coast Hockey League issue. Um, I don't think the league really, I think the league sort of leaves it up to flow sports. Like, you know, they're going to, you know, slip out the, out the side and be like, yeah, here, deal with our, uh, with flow sports here. I mean, oh, it's not us, you know, I think they're trying to babyface the thing, but, uh. Um, cause that, well, because like I've said, I've, I have East coast league stuff on my channel and they've never sent me anything, but this was way before flow internet sports and all this, like my shit's from like the nineties and stuff, right. From actual, like when teams videotaped their stuff or had local broadcasts. So, um, and I've never gotten any, not that I remember getting anything from the East coast league in terms of a copyright strike or anything. Um, so I think it's more of the flow sports issue. Um, again, I mean, you know, we can beat the dead horse. I mean, this has already been talked about, but, you know, and Alec did a whole episode on it. Um, But that was actually before he had any correspondence with the league, I believe. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's free publicity. I don't know who wouldn't want free publicity, but, you know, but again, I, you know, I don't want to lay all the blame on the East Coast League. At the same time, I think the East Coast League could maybe tell Flow Sports to lighten up. But, um, but again, it's, they contract it out, so it's really not the East Coast League property, it's Flow Sports property, I guess, you know, I, like who knows how their contract works, but I mean, those are the people that are producing the content, right, so, <clears throat> and I mean, I get the whole content laws and copyright laws and all that, I mean, those have been around since TV, right, started, but, you know, um, I don't know, I just think the whole thing is silly because, like I said, his channel's not monetized, he's not making any money off of it, so... And, I mean, and you could put the clips up on, like, Twitter and Facebook and stuff, but, you know, and they... But if you put it on a YouTube channel, all of a sudden they're getting fired up about it. Eh, you know, I mean... You know, I guess in their minds because you can monetize it and whatever, but... So I understand... Oh. I don't know. I guess I understand it from their position in that sense. But, it, you know, um, obviously like a really a, a really large subscription base like HockeyFights.com, I mean, they don't have any East Coast League stuff up because obviously their channel is monetized and whatever they get paid. So I get them not doing, you know, the East Coast League not allowing them to do it. But, you know, Alec wasn't, because you can find out if a channel is monetized or not. So, I mean, I don't know if the guy isn't monetized. Does it really matter? Like, you know whatever, I mean, you know, they're not gonna, I mean, it's not like Flow Sports is sitting around saying, oh, we're gonna really hurt the East Coast Hockey League fan base, or whatever, like, they don't give a shit, so, I mean, they have their contract from the East Coast Hockey League, they have their money, so why do they care if Alec and and the rest of us, you know, don't get to see the fights, they don't give a shit, so... I mean, you know, I guess that's you know it's a moot point at, the, at, at now, but I don't know. It um, at any rate, it was a double KO video that he put up because um, what Alec is doing is basically um, he has such a, a strong uh, you know loyal following um, that you know the people that would go to his channel all the time and see the fights, like you know, I mean, there may be season ticket holders at in Evansville or wherever. But they could see the fights from obviously the other teams because Alec would put them up, right? So, um, uh, so they're, but when they're at the games, they'll film them, you know, because everybody's got phones and everything else now, right? So they can film the fights. Um, so basically, Alec has just asked people, like, if you film something, can you send it to me? I will give you credit. And he always does when he puts it online. But then when he up, well, he does on you, and he'll upload it to his new YouTube channel. And it, that has nothing to do with flow sports, so they're not going to say anything because this was just filmed from someone in the, in the, in the arena. And, uh, as far as I know, the East Coast League hasn't said anything to Alec yet about it. And he's got a bunch of videos up there from different people. And like, including that double KO video, that was, I don't, I can't remember the gentleman's name who filmed it, but he sent it to Alec and Alec put it up. And yeah, it's all over the internet now. A hell of a fight actually too. Those two fucking smack each other, man. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that's cool that people are sending it in. And I was going to say, as I was just talking about it now, I just got to thinking it's really cool how, um, it's sort of come together in a, in a real community-like effort. Um, you know, cause everybody was pissed off that Alex channel went down because he did have a lot of views on it. And not only from players that watched it and they like to watch the fights and their parents and everything else, but, and friends and whatever, the boys back home like to see the tilts. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of pissed off fans, right? So I think it's really cool that I, you know a group of fans, it's always going to be you know a few dedicated ones have decided to re- like when they record something, right away they're sending it to Alec and he puts it out there and I and I think I really dig the community vibe about it, man and uh, and that's and that's that's cool, I you know and I, it reminds me. um uh, like the old tape trading days when we used to go on the message board and guys would make different team tapes from the year or you know they'd get game tapes from a team or whatever and then you trade it around to different people because they had in their area they had because I would I would make a Saskatoon Blades tape and then I would trade it to the guy in Kelowna or and then or down to the uh, OHL and because there's a guy named Eben down there that I used to trade with and you know and that and you'd bump you you trade it around. And there was kind of this. Uh, I'm going to lay some tape trading. Uh, you know, you talk about the code. People love the code. I'm going to I'm going to give you some tape trading code. Um, what you would do is if a guy made a tape, um, you would let him. Like he would put it out on the message board. Hey, I made a you know whatever an O two O three Sastoon blades tape, and then all the people that want it. And like if you if you're up for it, let me know and reply. So you'd get a bunch of people reply to you that they want it and this is what they have. Cause it's at the end of the year, right? And then, uh, and then you would, you'd let the guy trade it out first. And he could make his rounds and get the tapes from everybody and whatever. Cause what would happen, obviously, is, okay, I take my blades tape and I'd trade it to, you know, 10 guys and I'd get the different tapes that they made. Well, then, but they, of course, they would go and all of a sudden they'd tell their other guys, look, like, The people they trade with, oh, I got a blades tape now. So they trade my blades tape with someone else, which was fine. But then the problem is, is I can't now trade with that guy because he already has my stuff. And it's like, well, I didn't trade with you. So how did you get my stuff? You know what I mean? So you always let the guy that made the tape make the rounds. And then he'd be like, yeah, okay, now you can... You know because there was always guys that had certain people that they traded with, and they wouldn't trade with other people or whatever. And then other like myself, I traded with everybody. I didn't care. But some guys had their little pocket group of guys that they traded with, and that was it. Um, so it was like, yeah, but I want to trade with those guys too. So don't you know don't don't give them my shit until I'm done, right or whatever. Um, if that made any sense to what I'm talking about But there was just kind of this rule That you kind of, whoever made the tape You let him make his trades And then you could be like, okay, now Trade it with whoever you want I got my shit that I wanted from everybody And stuff like that So, yeah, there was uh I want to get uh There's a gentleman named Ron out there And he's he's got eight Like everybody talk about like oh all the fights I have Oh shit, that mine's a fraction of what Ron has And he knows a lot of tape traders from back in the day and guys that weren't even really on the internet. Like Ron's really like an anchor in the, in the, in the hockey fight tape world, so to speak. Um, so, and he knows all vigilante and all the original guys too. And, and, uh, and he's really deep into trades and he's bought people's collections and stuff. And, and he, that dude's got everything and Ron's a good dude. And, uh, I've, him and I have talked a bunch of times now about getting him on the show. And, uh, it's going to be a real, I think a real hockey fight, nerd out session in terms of uh, footage. But I think uh, he'll have some funny trading stories like I do. But um, I think it'll be really interesting to hear who he got tapes from and some of the players that he's worked with and stuff like that. So I think it'll be a fun, I mean, maybe some people listening were like, who gives a shit, but... <clears throat> I know I have a sort of an older audience as well that, uh, that remembers fondly back to the fried chicken hockey fight days of t- trading tapes or going further back into the, when the hockey news had classifieds or the aggressive hockey report had classifieds and yet Sandy and Nick and, and Mark and, and Bundy and, uh, and all those, guys, um, who's the gentleman in Minnesota that, um, Andy Bomer and stuff like that. So um, these are all names that go way back in the hockey fight tape community. And the reason that I bring them up is um, when you go to YouTube and you look up the old fights, well, like I always say that it wasn't, those didn't fall out of the fucking sky and just show up on YouTube. Someone had to take the time to upload them. And, and at the same time, they had to make a trade or whatever and get tapes. A lot of that, especially that late 70s, early 80s stuff, would not be around if it wasn't for those original guys that had VCRs and were recording in that era. Uh, or else this stuff wouldn't be out there. And it's because of those guys and their efforts to tape back in the day. And then and back then VHS tapes were expensive, man, like 10, 15 bucks a tape. And then, you know, and then you have to trade it through the mail and the big clunky. It was, it wasn't It wasn't a cheap hobby. And, um, you know, and I, I got into it when it was still VHS tapes. And I remember sending like five or six VHS tapes to people. And that was an expensive trade. Like the hobby was expensive. I I was loving it when DVDs came out and you could make, because then you could send a million DVDs for the same price. It was great. Um, but yeah, it was a big deal back then. And these guys were the original pioneer guys. The VCRs were a thousand dollars just to get one of those. So yeah, these guys, um, and I think it's often overlooked. Like people just take it for granted that all oh, this footage is out there. Well, if it wasn't for a lot of these older guys filming stuff and not even older stuff, like even just like mid nineties junior stuff or mid, you know, like, you know, I'll use myself as an example. I'm not, you know, I'm going to toot my own horn, but toot toot. But you know, like if it wasn't like for some of the Sastoon blade stuff or whatever, I mean, I'm the only one that ever went and got the game tapes. Like if I hadn't have done that, that stuff would not be on YouTube and, and people wouldn't see it. So, and the same with a lot of the minor league stuff. Like if someone didn't know a guy or get the game tapes or whatever, that footage doesn't exist. And there's a lot of great fights that people would never see that, people take for granted, like, you know, and, uh, that they see all the time. Well, it's because someone went and got the tape. So, um, you know, a lot of effort back in the day. Now you just go to hockeyfights.com or whatever, or don't go there. That site sucks ass. But you know, you go to YouTube and just type in anything and, Oh, it's John Moraski, bam, and all oh, 5 million John Moraski fights come up down the rabbit hole. You go and it's just taken for granted, but you know, um, Someone way back in the day had to film stuff and uh and uh and I think that uh, that often gets overlooked, but uh anyway, how did I get off of that onto that rant after I was just simply talking about Alec and his but you know what I'm saying And one, like I said with Alec's stuff, and it, well, I mean it's gone now, which is a shame they shut the channel down, but if it wasn't for Alec, nobody would have seen the the Neubauer fight and the Howe fights and Anthony Collins and everything from last year um you know. So that, there's an example of what I mean, and now that it's erased, it's gone. So, you know, and I mean, I get probably the majority of people don't give a shit, you know, whatever. But I always say when history is erased, that it, it's never good, it's never good. And uh, you know, yeah, it's a oh, it's a hockey fight, big deal, you know. People rolling around, you know. You know. Well, okay, you know, it might not be a big deal to you, but you know. Um, you know, I mean, the you know, am I losing sleep? Well, no, but in this sense, it's, yeah, I, ultimately I feel bad for the players because they don't get to see their stuff. You know, that's the shitty thing for me and their friends don't get to see it. So yeah, I mean, that, that's the shitty part that I think is the shits, you know, and, uh, no, so there you saw firsthand what I'm talking about from all that stuff from years ago. Um, uh, you know, and I've, I've had players on, you know, uh, minor league guys and I sit there and talk to them and it's, you know, cause I always have to ask, Yo, do you have any of your fights on tape? And the 95% of them are like, nah, I never collected it. I wish I did. You know, I never collected that stuff. And, and, and that's the thing. And that's the problem. It's gone now. You can't go back and, you know, cause sometimes, most of the time the teams or the leagues are not even around anymore, you know? So... You know, oh, you, you want to see the fights from 1997 for the Tallahassee Tiger Sharks. Yeah, well, good luck to you. You know, like, they're gone. You know, and it sucks. And it's too bad that, because, I mean, there's so much great stuff that's gone forever. And, like, it's just junior stuff. Like, even here in Saskatoon. Like, the Saskatoon Blades team themselves have no Wendell Clark footage, no Joey Coaster, no Dave Brown footage from the 80s. They, Because the tapes are gone. Because back then you would have to every team would have to videotape the game in case something happened. You had to submit the tape to the league, right? So for safety, obviously every game was recorded. But like I said, the tapes were so expensive and stuff back then, and a lot of teams weren't thinking forward-thinking. You know, they would just if nothing happened. I thought, oh will just reuse the tape and they tape over it. Well, there you go, it's gone. You know, and it's like it's terrible. Like. Yeah, I remember they were retiring Wendell's jersey. Like they had to go to, they were at the news station trying to find clips that they could use because the team didn't own anything. Believe me, I used to be friends with the old owners. I grew up with their kid, and I would harass them constantly for footage, and they didn't have anything. And it's like, yeah, and the and the old blade stuff from the late when Twist and Chase and them were there. That's on my channel, Fourth Line Voice, on YouTube. If you want to watch Tony Twist and Kelly Chase and Kevin Kaminsky and those guys and their junior stuff. Well, that's on the. That is because Tony Twist actually made that stuff. Twist wanted to have his fights, but he also, like, kind of made a fight tape of the team that year. And, uh, it's not very long. It's 20 some minutes, I think. But, yeah. So that's because of Twist that that footage is around. You know? And, uh, so, but other than that, some teams are really good. Some teams save stuff. But most teams would just tape over the games. So that shit's gone forever. It's so. I would like, how great would Dave Brown and Joey Koester's Sastoon Blade footage be? Just think of that. Oh, it'd be tremendous, you know, and Wendell and stuff. But, no, no, nah, shit, now nah, I'm depressed. Anyway, let's get into it here. Um, um, and well, and I, and I should say the other YouTube channel, I brought it up the other day on my last episode and I've, I've been friends with this guy for a while now and I knew he had the channel and for, I, I have no idea why I never mentioned it before. And I, I actually, uh, apologize to him for that. That was actually a real dick move on my part. Uh, but Jay out in Iowa, yeah, he's been, he's been putting stuff on YouTube for years. And, uh, just recently, and I mean, he's putting a lot of the Southern pro league stuff up on his channel now if and, uh, Yeah, and his channel is D, like the letter D, skunk, all one word, like the animal, skunk, D skunk. And yeah, I don't know how, I never bothered to get the exact count on his video, but he's, he goes back to like when little, Frank Littlejohn and them were playing in the new IHL and all that stuff. Yeah, so go and wrecker and all those guys. So go, definitely go check out his channel and go down that rabbit hole. I mean, I've watched his channel for, and like I was saying, it was the other night, I was sitting there, you know, on the smart TV in my big chair with, you know, one eye open, half asleep and, um, I just kind of went to his channel and hit like play all and I was just sort of sitting there in the dark watching it and And then I just got to thinking i'm like, well, I have never mentioned jay's channel on my show And uh, yeah, so definitely give go ch- d- go down the rabbit hole on his sh- on his channel You'll love it. Um some like again really rare stuff like And because uh, if he wasn't around no one else was recording it. So Um, yeah, you can see some really cool stuff. So Skunk on youtube um, I gotta ask him about that name What's up with D-Skunk But uh, anyway uh, Yes, so we'll get that Out of the way And uh, well, I, I should probably, probably do some Sponsor stuff now And now, a message from our sponsors NFL Sundays are only getting better And so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook An official sports betting partner Of the NFL Right now, new customers can bet just $5 On any NFL team to win And get $200 in free bets if they do Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. I mean, right now, look at the AFC East, guys. You know, the Bills, the Jets, Miami, it's a logjam. Is Kansas City still the team to beat? They're looking good. With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is the go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN and place a $5 pre-game Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Okay, we're back here. Um, well... Really, the only kind of, uh, I haven't really been paying attention to a lot of the hockey lately. Um, but there was an incident over in the UK, Sean, or Matthew Gagnon, who I'm a big fan. I almost said Sean Gagnon because I was of the pen fights. Um, but Matthew Gagnon, who I'm a big fan of. I have been since he played in the Alberta Junior League. Um, he's over there with Manchester, and, uh, oh, he ended up <coughs> getting into a little scuffle with a fife guy but he, you know he cross-checked him and knocked him down whatever cross-checked him again like he cross-checked the guy kind of from behind in the back upper shoulders knocked him down and then when the guy was getting back up you know they blow the whistle he's getting a penalty and when these guys getting back up he's on one knee and he's sort of about to stand up well he must have said something to Gagnon because Gagnon sp- is kind of talking to the ref but he spins around and he cross-checks the guy in, like the upper shoulder and does it again and whatever and they kick him out and blah, blah, blah. And it's 4-1 at that time in the third period. And Of course, the UK fans have a conniption. And all these Fife fans, oh, they want a banned and 10 games and 8 games and 5 games and whatever. I mean, the shit was nothing more than a fucking minor penalty. And the one guy said, well, you can't cross-check anybody in the neck and then in the head. Well, he didn't cross-check him in the neck or the head. Well, but then it was from behind. Well, not really. Like I said, there there are harder cross-checks when guys, well, not anymore, but there used to be when guys would battle in front of the net on the power play, there were harder cross-checks than this, right? Or they're in the corner battling. Guys would lay the lumber to guys' backs all the time or upper shoulders, you know, shoulder blades and shit. Oh, yeah, but, of course, these all these bitches are just crying. And you look, and every one of them, I'm a Fife supporter. Oh, well, and that's why you have a big problem with it. And, of course, the one guy, old fucking Bob7219100 slash comma 14 username, he has to start telling me that, oh, I'm a fanny and all this, and I don't know what I'm talking about. No, oh, okay, well, because he was there. Oh, and it was just unprovoked. It was an unprovoked attack by a goon. Oh, sure. The, like I said, the ass kicking just fell out of the sky. Ganyon just decided to snap. Nothing provoked it. He just decided, you know what? I'm going to go over and cross check this guy. He hasn't done anything to me or anybody else, but goddamn, I'm going to I'm going to start I'm going to just start cross checking him. Really, You, you think that's what? You think it was just unprovoked? Do you? Sure. Oh well, I was there. I know you don't. You don't know anything. I was at the game. Oh, I can tell you, Bob. You were busy fucking jamming hot dogs and drinking beer and playing on your phone and flapping your lips to probably everyone sitting around you. I'm sure you were just paying just, oh, just microscope like, uh, aggression or uh, microscope focus on Ganyon all game. Like, shut the fuck up. You know, that's why I always love, like even back, I mean, even NHL doesn't matter. You watch these incidents and stuff, or even if there's a fight, well, I don't know why there's a fight. Nothing happened to start that. There was no provocation for that. The announcer's going, how the fuck would he know? So I told this fucking Bob number guy, I'm like, were you on the bench? Like, did you hear the conversation on the ice? Were you in the dressing room between periods? You know, did anything happen the game before? Were you at that game? Like, you know, like, no, you don't know. Like, shut the fuck up. It's like, I love these fans. They sit there and they, they watch all these little mic'd up videos. And they, oh, I'm a season ticket. And then I watch every game on TV. And, you know, then they act like they, they just, oh, they they know everything that's going on. Oh, no, you have have no clue. Like, I mean, you can see it right in front of you at the moment, but you're not hearing any of the conversation. You're not picking up the little slashes or the scrums or the little elbows or the taunts or behind the play. And maybe this guy didn't do anything to Gagnon, but maybe he did something to Gagnon's teammate. And between periods, this guy's like, yeah, this motherfucker, you know, fucking speared me in the nuts and whatever, and he won't fight and whatever. Or I've hated him since junior and... I mean, maybe Gagnon, this guy had a run-in two years ago, and it was 4-1 with little time left in the third period, and Gagnon's like, ah, oh, screw it, I'm gonna go try to fight this guy now from what happened three years ago. Who knows? I don't know. But, to think it was just, oh, he just did it. Oh, sure, yeah, he just, he just snapped. Well, that's what goons do, they just snap. Oh, yeah, goons. Yeah, cause it's 1974, and, know, yeah, okay. They just snap. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, if you fart in the wrong direction over an an elite hockey league game, their old Department of Player Safety will fucking ban you for a few games and you lose some money and blah, blah, blah. So the players are well aware of this, so he's just not going to snap. You know, I don't know, unless he's got to get a flight back home for a little while. You know, take some time off. But, like, are you serious? But I just, like, oh, I was there, I know. Oh, okay, well, you know. (laughs) yeah. As you, you know, as, as you're sitting up in the fucking nosebleed section, you know, cheering with your little fife pom poms that, you know, you know, oh, Bob knows. Oh, yeah. So, of course, I got all these fife goofs. Telling me I don't know what's going on and oh it was cross checking the neck. So somebody old old Searson there, my boy John, of course he's just like, You guys are a bunch of nerds. And he puts a still picture up and there it is, the guy's getting cross checked right in the shoulder. Well that's not his neck as his, but it could have been. Oh, okay, well, you you've been going on <coughs> you've been going on and on all morning that it was a cross check to the head and the neck. Well here's an actual picture that shows that it wasn't. Well, that doesn't matter, though. It was unprovoked cheap. But, oh, yeah, here we go. Every, and then to top it all off, all these people screaming about these multi-game bans that he should get. Oh, shit, the lead just gave him a fine. Actually, the, fi- the fact that even gave him a fine pisses me off because it was so pointless. It was like a fucking, give him a minor penalty and a 10-minute misconduct and get him out of the game. If Because there was, I don't know how much time left in the third, but it was 4-1, so whatever. Just give him a 2 and a 10. Let's get on with life. But oh yeah, we're gonna find him. You see, know, you, so you find him for a cross check to the shoulder. Oh, okay, you know the only reason that nothing would have happened—I can guarantee nothing would have happened—except for all the once again all the crying on social media caused that. And of course, all the department players—they're such a joke. They want people to get hurt. Oh yeah. Oh, again, you go look on the profile. All oh, from Fife. Oh, of course. Let's uh, see. Like I finally told all these Fife nerds, I said. The problem that I have is all you die, and it's with any team, any hot on hockey Twitter. I say this all the time with these dorks. The problem, you know, why I can't take any of you seriously or have a serious like debate with you because it's just embarrassing. Is the fact that if Gagnon had played for Fife and he had done that, you would be defending him with the same passion that you're going against him right now. So my point is, you're a fucking Homer. That's all you are. You're just a little fucking fanboy Homer, and that's what I always say. And that's the problem. You can't have it, and it's not just New Age people. Oh, believe me, there are fucking idiots in these fight groups that are 50 years old that will start still talk about shit that happened in 1982, and and you play a video for them and it doesn't. They'll have every excuse in the book, and. And and everything else, and just why he didn't fight, and what happened, and oh fuck, you know, and it's just because they can't get them, I've I've said it a million times on here, they can't get past their own fandom, they can't see it for what it is, they got blinders on, and it's just embarrassing, so for me, as a person on the outside, I don't get, like I've always said, if you want to get the honest scoop on a situation, or the opinion I'm giving you, it's, I have no skin in this game. I don't give a shit about any. Like I said, I'm a Ganyon guy, but I got no problem if he had done something cheap saying, yeah, he did cheap shit. I've done it on here before with guys that I like. I've said, yeah, he shouldn't have done it. It was a bullshit move, whatever. But, you know, but I don't have a, a favorite team or a guy or what. I don't care. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say a spade's a spade. I don't give a shit. Like if a guy's acting like a goof, he's acting like a goof. I don't care if it's uh, new age guys. I don't, uh, Reeves or Lucic or Wilson or anything. If they do stupid shit, they have. And I've called them out on this show for it. But I'm a fan of those guys. But I'll say, no, that was bullshit or whatever. Like like I said, I don't give a shit. I'm not a fan. Like, I'm some diehard. No, I'm a 47-year-old man with common fucking sense. And I can take my blinders off and watch and just tell you, I'll give my unbiased opinion on things, you know, but it's so hard for these fan, these fanboys. They just can't let it go. So that's what I told them. I'm like, these five, I'm like, yeah, if Gagnon played for Fife, you'd own his jersey and say it was bullshit and he shouldn't be suspended. It was a minor penalty. It's exactly what you'd say. Don't say you wouldn't, because you would. I've been on social media for a decade now. I know exactly how you people talk and think. And I've seen your post for 10, 10 years now. You know, you're fucking stupid talk. And I'm not just saying that's the Fife fans. It's all of them. The UK fans I've off, I've said on here a bunch of times. I've often said they, they, I think these hockey, they almost view it like the soccer hooligans. Like it's like, it's their team and that's it. They can't see any, like there's NHL fans that are bad, but the UK fans take it to a whole new level. Like it's like, it's like I've talked to guys that listen to this show and a guy's played on their team. And as soon as he switched teams, well, Zach Fitzgerald. You know, he loved Sheffield. As soon as he left Sheffield, holy shit, they would have, the fans who loved him, they wouldn't have pissed on him if he was on fire after that, you know? And it, it's just, it's embarrassing. It's like, how can you be a fan of a, of a player? Like, that's where I've always said with anything with player fandom. How can you be a fan of a player and then when he changes teams, oh, fuck him, I don't like him now. What? Like, weren't you a fan of him playing? well, yeah, well, then why aren't you who cares what team he's on? That's why I always say when people ask me who my favorite team is. It's like I don't give i like even growing up, I never gave a shit. It was like I always said there's teams that have guys every team has guys I like, and every team's got guys I don't like. So I was just a fan of players. I never cheered for, because no one played, unless you're Chris Neal, but uh, no, one, no one ever played on the same team their entire career. So it was always just like, oh, I'm a fan of Probert or Twist. or, Oh, you're a blues guy? No, I just, I like Twist. You know, like, or, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying. But and it was like that in all sports. You know, and it's, I mean, there were some teams that I've I've come to loathe over the years, like in baseball. I've like I've never liked the Reds or the Cardinals. I don't. Know, to me, they're always just nerd teams, you know. But I was always sort of partial to the A's and whatever, because they had the back in the day with the Bash Brothers and shit, you know. So I, you know, and the Detroit Tigers roar of '84, you know, I was because we grew up with. Detroit Gable, right? So Lance Parrish and all those guys. I was a big, I will say I was a big Tagger fan, but I was also nine years old. But, um, you know what I'm saying. But I, there was always sort of teams I lean on, like this year with the, with the World Series, like the Astros are a bunch of dorks. So it was like, yeah, I wanted the Phillies to win. But again, oh, you're a big Phillies guy? No, I just, there, some teams just, some teams just give me the, I don't know. I don't dig the vibe. So it's like, yeah, I hope they lose. But at the end of the day, when Houston won, was I wearing black the next day or anything? No, I don't care. You know, that's our, like, football around here. Like, everyone's a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. Well, I'm not. I mean, I don't ultimately really care. But it's like, I remember back in the day, like, I had, I had friends that played in the CFL. And I'd be like, well, I want them to win because I'd like to see Kelly win a ring, right? And he played for B.C., Oh, what do you mean? Pretty, when it comes to here, you're going to cheer for the Riders, right? No. Why? I'm going to cheer for my friend. Like, that's why I want BC to win. I don't. What? Like, if you played for Saskatchewan, it'd be like, okay, I want the Riders to win because he's on the team. Yeah, it's just shit like that. But people couldn't wrap their head around, like, well, yeah, but you're a Rider guy. I'm like, why would I be a Rider guy just because I live here? It's like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I always just, I always felt, I just always have been weird about fandom. Maybe I'm the weirdo in it, I guess. I don't know. But regardless, to my original point, I can, I'll give you an honest opinion. But that's what I, again, that's what I was saying with, I always say to these diehard fans, you can't have a, a logical, common sense debate with you guys because you can't take your blinders off and it's just, it's embarrassing and you can't see, yeah, you just can't see it. It's, it's a, it's. A, it, I, I don't know if it's like a mental thing or just... Like, i have often, I'm not going to say his name, but Mr. Friggin' Blackhawk Manson guy. Like, it's like, are are you just mental, like, delusional when you watch this shit? Oh, he's a top ten guy of all time. What are you talking about? Like, we all can see, we're sitting there all staring at the same video. And you're like, no, he won. What the fuck do you mean he won? He landed one punch. What are you talking about? Oh no, he was grappling and he 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 had the advantage and he was just stronger about it. You know, it's just what like, but people are like. I get it. Said you can put a video clip up, ten people can watch it, and you'll get ten different answers, and it's baffling to me because I'm sitting there watching it and it's like, well, how how were you saying that that guy won? What? And then you look, oh, he's a flyer fan, so of course the flyer guy is going to win. It's like, are you a child? Like you just. Like, is somehow your life going to be less if you say the Flyer lost? Like, somehow that's just going to... They're going to take your fan club card away and you, you won't be able to watch Philadelphia games anymore? Like, it's just baffling to me. Like, <laughs> okay. But anyway, I've beat this. I've, I've circled the drain for a while on this. Uh, so I will get off this topic. But anyway, yeah, so that was my morning spent getting yelled at by Fight Fans and Bob7218, semicolon, question mark, 19. Um... He, he ended up blocking me. So I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to rely on that uh, Mud Show Searson to get my uh, UK information from. And Paul... Well, I didn't want to get into it with Paul. Paul, speaking of videos, like I always say, you want to talk about someone that's preserved history? Paul, the UK Fight Channel. Well, there you go. I mean, you UK folks, you should be kissing his ass. I'll tell you that. Because if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't see any of this shit. He has done a great job in preserving it. And from someone... I've always said, like he knows this and we've talked about it. I've talked about it on here before, but it's someone over here in Canada. I mean, I would never have seen that stuff. And if it wasn't for him. So, and he has gone above and beyond and went to the teams and got tapes and by went through many, jumped through many hoops to get the footage and he puts it out there for, for mass consumption for the fans. So a lot of these UK fans, you should definitely be thanking your lucky stars that Paul was around and uh, doing this because no one else was. And uh, there, there was a prime example of saving history. And when his channel went down, that was some tough times right there because he has a billion videos on there. And some of that stuff he hadn't backed up. Paul, you better have backed all that stuff up by now. <laughs> I told Paul. Because he was like, yeah, some of that stuff only exists on YouTube. So when they when they when YouTube finally reinstated his channel and got smart and stopped being stupid, well, he immediately backed all that stuff up. So, yes, he has copies of everything now, but... Yeah, but that was terrible when his channel went down there for a little while cuz yeah, that's UK fight history gone. Like we're talking decade plus, you know, so there there's an old pioneer for you that uh, I'm glad he's he got his stuff. So uh anyway, what have I I'm sort of I'm I, I don't know if I'm in the in a pine cold and flu days here and I'm rambling and rambling. So my apologies, but uh let's get on what was the oh yeah i had my uh here hold on i gotta get my i've got a bookmarked here this was a story that i just recently read just it's just a little short little paragraph deal but it is from don cherry's book part two uh just I, i think it's just called stories um and he just tells different things in here but he was uh i i i found that um you know, a, a, a couple uh, little antidotes that he shares that I found amusing. Um, one of them it was uh, John Winsink and I are in the rink and the lights are turned down. In the American League, they turn the lights down when uh, when there's not a game, not off, just down. I'm sorry, folks, I'm sitting here in the dark. I'm trying to find a. Lo- I need to get my glasses. <clears throat> okay, um, I'm with John in front of the net saying, you got to stand in front of the net like this, John, and take this guy like this. And I'm pushing him a bit to show him what to do. And, you know, how how you get into one of those deals where you push a guy a little too hard and he pushes back and you start to get into it. And it's like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? So we're banging back and forth and I'm spearing him and he's knocking me down. And unbeknownst to us, the Richmond Robins had come in for the game the next night. They're standing in the dark watching the coach and one of the players on the other team beat each other up in front of the net. Needless to say the next night they never stood a chance. So yeah, I, I always just uh, I get amused by that story but uh, the other one I I don't know I completely forgot. I, I mean I've read this book years ago um, I was just looking at my bookshelf um, This afternoon when I got home and I saw this book and I'm like, I wonder if there's any Stories in here that I could share with you guys. So yeah, so I was happy I kind of pulled this down, but I remember I don't remember this story at all um, anyway when I had my Grapevine television show, I happened to have Rick Tockett and Marty McSorley on at the same time. In between shows, Marty was sitting at the one end of the bar. It was a fake bar, but he was sitting at the one end talking to somebody and I was sitting at the other end shooting the breeze and waiting for the show to start with Rick. He was with Philadelphia at the time. During the conversation, I happened to say to him, hey, did you ever go with Marty? And he said, nah, we got Brownie to take care of him. He was talking about Dave Brown. Somehow, Marty heard him or thought he had heard, heard had heard something and he came down how we could have heard with all the noise going on, I don't know. And he says, what'd you say? Talk goes, ah, nothing. What'd you say? You want to go right here? So they went back in the kitchen and they were like big guys and I'm standing there and I said, look, you guys, you can't do it here. You know, wouldn't that be nice? I invite you and you're going to do that. You're going to make me look bad. I had to say something. So Marty said, I won't forget this. Talk is like, ah, shove it in your ass. And at the end of the, and that was the end of it. Two good dudes. Later on, they became teammates with LA and became good friends. The only gr- disagreement they had there was when Marty stopped Rick from punching out another LA player, Dimitri Christich, after he had played another one of his lazy, no-hit games. So there you go. A little M- Marty-Rick talk at, uh, back and forth at the, uh, at old, uh, Don's, uh, Grapevine show there in Toronto. Man, I missed the Grapevine show. That was, uh, He used to get those guys on. That was us now. I never saw the talk at McStorley uh, episode. I probably did, but of course, there you go. Goes back to it. I never taped it. So, (coughs) Actually, I know a guy. I know a guy that knows a guy that actually had recorded every Grapevine episode that there ever was. And I believe he told me he could. He actually recorded every Coach's Corner that ever happened too. So that would be, I'd love to get those, that footage off of him. I'll work on it. But uh um, the grapevine show for anybody that doesn't know was a Don Cherry was a talk show that he had on. It was at one of his, he had restaurants around the Ontario area at the time. And, uh, you know, like you said, it was in front of a fake bar or whatever, but, um, he would have the guys in. it was always usually tough. He'd have like Bobby Orrin Hall and all those guys on, but he'd also get tough guys on. And, uh, of course, and, um, and he'd do like a 20 minute interview with him or whatever. And, uh, yeah. And if you actually, again, go to my YouTube channel, um, I have the Baumgartner interview, Wendell Clark's interview, Shanahan, and I won't, I won't, I, uh, that might be it. I have a Ty Domi one somewhere that I, it's, Domi's with the Rangers too, because I have to, I'll have to put that one up. But yeah, so definitely go, uh, check that out and I, and I think you'll dig it. Um, um, all right, well, let's get into the uh, final one. Sorry, folks, again, I'm, well, I guess it's 40 minutes in, but. I, th- I think I've just sort of been doing a lot of babbling. Sorry, it must be the cold medicine. Um, but like I said, it uh, is actually now ten thirty-five here at night, so I kind of got to wrap this up. I got to work at like five o'clock tomorrow morning. So um, plus, I need to upload and all that shit here. So, um, but what the the kind of the main event topic that I wanted to talk about was, of course, what I put out on social media when I said the uh, five toughest uh, hockey movie or no. Five toughest hockey movie tough guys. What am I saying here? Jeez. Oh, spit it out. Like I said, it's late here, folks. Top five hockey movie tough guys. There we go. Spit it out, man. Um, so, and I put it out on social media, on Facebook and on Twitter, and, uh, you know, and I mean, you know, there's, you know, it's not like there's that many that you can kind of, so many movies that you just, oh, the list is just a laundry list. I mean, it's not that many. Um, but, um, yeah, it was... Uh, oh, and I will say for everybody that's throwing out like the Mighty Ducks, uh, whoever the supposed little tough guys were in like Mighty Duck. no. I'm, I'm not rating children's movies. So, that plus I'm old. That was a little after... I mean, I've seen the I think I've seen the first Mighty Ducks movie I think but yeah no I'm uh where I you you won't hear me discussing the flying V and that type of thing on the show here so no I went with uh well your your options are fairly limited I mean you have slapshot young blood and the two goon movies really um I, I know some people were nominating old Tree Lane from Mystery Alaska actually I enjoyed that movie Mystery Alaska um but unfortunately no one really dropped the gloves in Mystery Alaska so you, I mean Tree was hitting guys but i don't think we can really uh you know i'm i'm talking like fighters so i don't think he really fits the bill but um of course uh you know and then i mean with slapshot you know you could you could break it down i mean i'll i'll, I'll use the i'll say the hansons are a package deal so i'll call three of them the hansons um of course you have uh andre poodle lucier you know who's uh um uh, his actual his his real name was uh, mark bosque and uh he played the minors for a little while and uh back in the day he actually was inducted into the american international college hall of fame um he was a college guy um but uh and, and of course you have uh clarence screaming buffalo swampton um who was actually his real name was joe nolan and um he, uh, he actually played 240 professional games had 981 minutes um, and he actually set the Eastern Hockey League penalty minute record in f- 1955 with uh, 352 minutes which back then that's a ton of like you know in the 80s and 90s they throw around a lot of tans so guys you know you could bump up your stab but 55 that would, that's a lot of minutes back then and um, you know I, you know old uh, I thought, thought he'd be suspended forever but uh, so you got Clarence there. And then, of course, you have uh, Ross Mad Dog Madigan, who is, or Madison, who was Connie Madigan, um, uh, you know, and with his lawyer there, Sam Smallprint Lyman. um, of course, um, uh, Connie Madigan was, you know, legendary minor league tough guy, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone listening knows, knows who I'm talking about, but, uh, Um, yeah, so it was interesting. Oh, and Gilmore Tuttle from mile 40, Saskatchewan. Um, you know, it was actually, uh, Blake Ball, um, who did have four consecutive 300 minute seasons in the minors. Um, what was interesting, um, uh, what I found just kind of briefly reading up on him. Uh, he was actually a cop in Toronto before he played pro hockey. Um, because he played junior hockey 1957 was his final year in junior and he didn't turn pro until 1964 so in the meantime he was a cop in Toronto um, he was also a pro wrestler in the Toronto area but he but he wasn't allowed he wasn't supposed to be doing I'm sure he was a cop at the time so he wasn't supposed to be doing the wrestling thing too so he wore a mask so he was under a mask in the Toronto wrestling scene which back then Maple Leaf Gardens wrestling and stuff was huge back in Toronto back in the day so uh, but yeah that was it I, I, I should dig into deep I'd, I'd like to find out what uh what uh guy what wrestling character he was um what his wrestling name was but yeah Gilmore and he was a big dude like 6'4 220 and you know especially for that era like in the 60s that's a that's a massive dude and uh yeah and like I said he had a ton of penalty minutes in the minors and um you know it it was uh he definitely, uh, they, they definitely picked the right guys for those parts, that's for sure. Um, you know, those weren't just actors. Um but, you know, of course then you have, uh, what's the other, Doug Glatt, of course from Goon fame, you know, based around old Doug Smith. Um for those that haven't listened, um if you ha- if you want to go back in my back catalog, I'm trying to think, when- <coughs> I'm trying to think when that interview was, maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago. Uh, time flies. It probably was a year ago. But if you go back to my back catalog, um, I interviewed Doug Smith. Great guest, great guy. I remember Doug from the old Message Board days. He's talked to him all the time. Um, but and I know he's done like a million interviews and whatever. But he was on my show for about two and a half hours, and we talk. Of course, we talk about his career and everything else. Um, but I will. I will go out on a limb, and uh, again, not that I've listened to every interview that he's ever done, but I think mine was probably the most comprehensive, and uh, well, I know, he well, he told me it was, so, um, you know, but we really dug deep, and we talked about a lot of different things, but it was interesting, uh, I talked, obviously, I got to talk to him about the movie, and everything that went into it, and his, you know, his uh, being, in you know, around Goon and Goon 2, and um, it was interesting getting his take on it. You should go and listen to it. It's a very interesting, his reaction to the movie the first time and everything else. So, yeah, I encourage you to go back and check out the Doug Smith interview. It's really good. Plus, you know, he's such a great storyteller and, and, you know, and just going through talking about Lois. I mean, I I know people have heard the stories, but there's a few new ones in there, too, believe me, that he's never talked about. So, and I ask him about certain teammates and stuff, too. So, um, I I was really happy with the way that interview with Doug turned out. Um, But, yes, so we have Doug Glatt and, of course, Ross Ray. Who, uh, you know, is probably one of my favorite movie characters in terms of the hockey. Um, I really like what uh Leaf Shriver did to it. He did a really good job. And uh, you know, I really like the Ross Ray character. Um uh of course, uh, Young Blood Fame, of course, who starts my show off every podcast off with "Where well, You Wanna Go, Pretty Boy. Of course, Carl Rackey, famously played by George Finn, um, who played for the Windsor Spitfires in Junior. And uh I think he had a year or two briefly playing pro, um, but decent junior player in the OHL back in the in the early 80s. Um, you know, would fight a little bit and uh, yeah, tried to get him on the show a couple times. I've talked to him on Facebook and I, you know, I don't know if anybody out there knows George. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what his deal is. I I had something set up with him, and then he just disappeared. Now he's not answering messages. Then he unfollowed me, and I'm like, I have no idea why. I you know, so I don't know what the deal is there. But he seemed gung ho for it at the time. But I don't know. But if anybody out there knows him, I'd I'd love to, to to sit down and not just talk about Youngblood, but talk about his playing career as well, right? So, because um, he played after Youngblood came out too. He played pro after that. So I'd like to see what the reaction of like the you know was he kind of get, cause it was in the colonial league too, which was a tough league. So it'd be interesting. I, I'd like to see what the response to him was from the other players. So, um, but yeah, as far as movie goons go, oh yeah, he, he did a great job. Um, of course then yeah, after a uh, uh, slap shot as I get back to slap shot, but of course, Oh, Yoko um, based around the real life, Bill Goldthorpe, who was, you know, everyone knows old Goldie Goldthorpe stories are crazy. Right. So, um, you know, so that's, uh, so the, we, we got Ogie and then, uh, who's the other, uh, well, and then it's like, you have, who are the kind of the, some of the chiefs guys you have Dave killer Carlson. Um, oh yeah. Tim McCrack and Dr. Hook there. Um, uh, goon. What, what was the kid's name in goon Two? uh, Anders Kane in, in, uh, in goon Two. um, he had the real crazy vibe going. Um, I don't know. So he was kind of an interesting character. Um, for those that don't know, Um, the actor that played Anders Kane was, uh, Wyatt Russell, who is the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And, uh, he was a goalie actually in junior. Um, he, so he did have, he's from LA and stuff, but he did play junior hockey. Uh, he he played up in the BC league, uh, for, for a season and a, a season, a season or two. Um, you know, and, uh, he obviously went on to acting or whatever. He wasn't, uh, I mean, he played junior hockey so I you know whatever but I you know looking at his stats is, uh his uh, his goals against was pretty high, so I think he probably made the right career choice but nonetheless he was actually he did play hockey and could skate and all that stuff so um but yeah uh Wyatt russell um but yeah he he did have pretty good anders kane I will say so um actually a gentleman who follows me I'm sorry i i your name is escaping me right now, but he actually put up a picture in there and he said his uh we had the pitcher, but he said it was his son actually played, uh, Anders Kane's body double in the, in the show. So th- that, that's pretty cool. Um, that's interesting that, I mean, I guess, but I'm like, well, he did play hockey and he could skate and everything. I don't know what he would need a body double for, but I guess for some of the gory scenes, but yeah, cause he'd be able to do all the hockey stuff too. So that's interesting. I have to ask him. I didn't, He. Yeah, I just briefly saw it before I started recording. So I'm going to have to, I'll ask him tomorrow about, uh, you know what the whole deal was with the uh with the uh, uh body double thing goes but uh yeah so those are our, those are basically our candidates for uh for the for the top 5 um i di- i didn't really make out a list per se but uh through throwing out all those names who do you go with? i mean you got racky but i guess the the knock on him is he lost to rob Lowe, so that really hurts the cred right there Um, But he did have 300 minutes the year before, junior B, so, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, Gilmore Tuttle, you know, eight consecutive years of leading the league in penalty minutes, I mean, that's got to, that's got to count for something. Uh, So, you know, um, Anders Kane, again, young kid, uh, you know, kind of coming down during the lockout, whatever, and, you know, so, but he's kind of, I you know I, it's always tough with the with the youngsters because it's like they don't have the you know they don't have the fight card yet so I don't know how I could I don't know how I could rate Elda Kane there but uh, you know I mean you have the Hansons of course who uh, you know from the Iron League not a lot of fights though but uh, you know according to them but uh, like I said I'll keep the Hansons as a package deal uh, Dave Killer Carlson ah you know he just got into it late so you know he uh, he was doing what he had to do but uh, you still got to respect that but you know. Uh <laughs> of course Doug Glatt, but again, you know, he he was going through the league though when he got up there and uh you know, a couple knock a couple TKOs and um you know didn't really suffer any big losses um you know except for you know at the end there with uh, with Ray when he breaks his ankle, but I mean, you know, that was a big win for him. But uh, you know, again, does he doesn't really have the fight card, but you know, made a big splash, made a big impact. <laughs> um I'm breaking these down here. Uh, what, what else we have? Uh, well, we got Ogie. You know, I, Ogie always, like, uh, you know, that's a real Link Gates vibe right there. You know, you know a lot of leagues don't want him, and they're trying to get rid of him. And, you know, I think he's got to get a bullseye on his back. But, you know, definitely the intimidation factors there. You know, teams didn't want to play against him and stuff, and countries didn't want them. And, you know, so, I mean, that goes a long way. You know, so Ogie's in there too. Uh, Ross Ray, like I said, you know, but a veteran guy was up in the NA, you know up in the big show till the you know the stick swinging incident, and he got sent back. You know, he kind of got released and was down in the minors. You know, playing out the career, but uh, you know that can't be overlooked. That veteran, you know, he did it for a long time, and yeah, I don't know. We got we got Ross there too. See, we, see, folks. Hey, we're doing the list here. We got to We got to break this shit down, like you know we do the lists all the time. Got to talk about it. Can't just be throwing out names. This is it's my reasoning here for coming up with the list. I'm doing it on the air. My my top five. This is my reasons. I'm going through them. But um Yeah, this is this is a tough one. Um You know what? I think at at, at, at number five, I kinda gotta go with Gilmore Tuttle, you know. Um you know, eight years consecutive penalty minute leader, you know, so he's he's putting it down, he's got the fight card, you know, you got longevity got to count for something yeah I think I got to go with Gilmore you know so yeah I'll have him at five I think at number four I I, you know I still I got to go with I got to go with my boy Racky I I know I mean I know low got him but you know at the start he did one punch low again somebody would say you know Racky might pick his spots a little bit Ah, that's true you know and when Dwayne Hewitt when he wanted to fight him Racky kind of took the dive a little bit but, uh, you know, cheap shot on Sutton. Uh, actually maybe I'm starting to, maybe I'll put Racky at five. Cause, but he, cause he, you know, but he did have the intimidation factor, you know, and, uh, you know, teams are a little scared of him. Thunder Bay picked them up and he did a hell of a job for them apparently. So, uh, uh, it's tough. Yeah, I think I'll put Racky at five. I'll go, I'll, I'll move Gilmore to four. Well, Gilmore Tuttle there. Um. Then I, you know, he's, he, he again, the young guy, but, and, you know, maybe he doesn't have the, the, the stripes yet, but I think you gotta put Ogie Oglethorpe in there at, at, in the, in the, in the, uh, three spot, you know, when you can intimidate an entire league and a country doesn't want you. I think that says a lot. So yeah, I think I gotta go Ogie in the number three spot here. Uh, number two, I think you gotta go with the Hansons. I mean, I know I said, you know, they claim, you know, there's not a lot of footage out there, so I don't know how many fights they had in the Iron League, but, you know, what we saw of them when they got to Johnstown, pretty solid, would start with started up with anybody. They didn't pick their spots, um, you know, by any means necessary. Maybe better enforcers than they were fighters, but took the role seriously. They just wanted to listen to the fucking song, man. So I, I got the Hansons at two. And I got to say, number one, I got to go with Ross the Boss Ray. I mean... You know, did it for a long time in the, in the NHL and then came down. And even though he was still down there at the end and he was, uh, you know, he wasn't going to go out like any Nancy boy. I mean, he fought everybody still. And, uh, you know, back then he didn't have to give the kid a chance, but he did. And, uh, yeah, I had a couple. He had, you know, they show the fights. He had a couple knockdowns there with his upper. He had the uh, Lyndon Byers like uppercut. I don't know. Pretty solid, pretty solid resume there. So I got to go with Ross the boss at number one. I really do. So there you go. We got Ross the Boss and the Hansons, then Ogie, then, uh, you know, Gilmore Tuttle, and then Racky to round out the top five. <laughs> there we go. There's your, your top five uh, hockey movie tough guys. <laughs> there we go, folks. Um, well, it is almost 11 o'clock here, and I'm sure my wife's getting ready to bed, Now I got to go to bed too. So um, I want to thank you for tuning in, having a little fun there at the end with the list. And um, yeah, guys, like I said, hopefully I don't get. Th- I- I- i'm fighting i'm trying to i'm trying to get ahead of this thing and and uh and take as many cold meds and everything else as i can so um hopefully um i can i can i can stay off the dl hopefully but uh anyway guys i'm gonna get out of here i want to thank everybody for tuning in I, i would say i know there's a million podcasts out there the fact that you chose to listen to mine i greatly appreciate it and um like I said, please check out the back catalog. Um, whatever platform you're listening to this show on, could you re, uh, rate and review it? Um, it helps me out in the searches. And, and like I said, I've always said, whatever podcast you listen to, mine or a Civil War podcast or gambling podcast or whatever you're listening to, if you could rate and review those podcasts at, from a creator standpoint, believe me, it's greatly appreciated. And it does help in the searches and in the analytics stuff. So, uh, and like I always say with YouTube, if you could hit the subscribe button and all that stuff, um as again, as far as a creator goes, that's that is uh that's that's the best that you can do for us is to do stuff like that. So um if anybody, if you're on social media, fourth line voice on Twitter, Facebook, get a hold of me. If you have any uh, comments, good, bad, or otherwise, I'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, if you're not on social media, as I always say, you're smarter than the rest of us. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh just email me. Hockey Fights, all one word, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. And I will definitely get back to you if you have to. But uh, I'm getting out of here. Time to go to bed. All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, I will talk to you cats on Sunday. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?